Moms rule. That's all I got to say. And you might be thinking, well, well, what does that mean? And that's what we're going to be talking about today because we can actually get that mixed up and think that moms, whatever mom says goes and nobody has anything to say about it. We know that's not true. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to get some feedback. I don't know if that's true. We actually know that's true, and I don't know why. But God gave moms some kind of special power. I don't know what it is. It just happens. But moms, you are that gift that God has given to this world. I was talking to my mom yesterday and, and just kind of, uh, you know, reminiscing on the young days and, and the things that we used to do. And, and, you know, I would ask my mom questions. And then I said, Mom, you know what was the funnest thing to do? The funnest thing to do was to scare you. That was like the greatest thing in the world. Right, moms? Your kids scare you all the time. And we would hide in the closet. We would hide, you know, under the blankets. And when my mom would pass the closet, you know, it would be like a double door. And we would see the little crack there and, and we could see my mom passing by and we would be in the closet, my sister and I, and we'd just laugh. <laughs> she's coming. <laughs> she's coming. And then she would open the closet. <laughs> Sheldon! It's like she didn't even blame my sister. Sheldon, what are you doing? Ah, we'd run away. And then we'd hide in, like, under the covers and before she would go to bed, she would pick up the covers and we'd scare her. Ah! Sheldon, you got to knock that off. I said, Mom, it's so fun. You should have seen your face. He goes, you should see your face. I'm going to give you lickings. And so it, it would just be fun. I hid in the dryer. You know, she would open the dryer. Well, I was little. Her. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> she, now she would probably turn it on knowing I'm in it. <laughs> but we would just hide and, and scare her all the time. Uh, we, we, would, we would also hide her cigarettes. Because my mom would smoke. We'd hide her cigarettes. And don't you ever, ever hide your mom's cigarettes. And you hide her cigarettes, then she'll take it out on you. And she's looking all over for her cigarettes. And we're laughing. We're laughing. And, and you know, we'd, we'd break it in half. It would make trouble to her. We, you know, we, we'd cut the, I don't know what that thing is called, the, the, the filtered part. We'd cut that. And, oh, we'd just make trouble to my mom. And, and, and throughout all our growing up, we, we felt that it was the funniest thing to make trouble to her. Little did we know that she would get us back. You know, she, she had her way of getting back at us. And I thought, you know, moms just have that special ability with children. Moms have that special ability when it comes to raising the family. You know, we're in this series, The Value of Ohana, and a lot of that is stirred up because of moms. Now, we understand that dads play a powerful role too, but that's for another day called Father's Day. Today, we want to learn from moms and how we can become people who get better and better. Because really, moms, you're the heroes. You're the heroes. You're the ones that, uh, that, that, that we, we grow up with understanding the, the kind of unconditional love that we should have. And God chose you to be the bearer of children. That you're the ones that he's chosen to bring children into this world. It could have been done, done any way. We could have came from like space. We could, some of your kids look like they come from space. But we, we, we grow up. We, we, we become looking more human-like. But we could have come from anywhere. We could have grown up from the ground. We could, I mean, God could, have, God, could have, God could have produced kids any way he wanted to. But it came through mothers. Then there's a special thing that happens when you bring children into this world. 
I know for some, Mother's Day is a very touchy uh, holiday out of the year because your mom is not with you anymore. And maybe this past year, you lost your mom and now you've gone through a grieving time or are going through a grieving time. But the good news is this, that even though your mom may not be with you, for some reason, and I know you can sense this, you can feel your mom's presence. Like there's some, something that, that happens when you think about your mom. You can still hear her voice. You can see her face. You have those memories of what mom had done for you and for the entire family. There's just something special about moms. Some of you on Mother's Day, it's, it's touchy because you're not able to have children. And sometimes you wonder why. But even still, God has a plan and a purpose for every single person. He has a reason for why he does what he does. And sometimes we miss out on the promises of God because we're looking toward what man can do and where we think we should be. But God will still accomplish his purpose in your life. For some of you, you've chosen to adopt and that made you a mom. And you think to yourself, Does, do I qualify as a mother? Absolutely. Because you are bringing up someone and you're, you're nurturing them, you're bringing them up in the ways of the Lord. You're doing your very best to parent them or to be the mom. Moms, you've been given a special ability. You've, you've been given such a special ability and, and you have such courage and strength that it was after God created man and woman that when the woman conceived, uh, bore her child that Adam named the woman Eve. And there's a reason why he did that. In your bulletin, there's a, there's a place for notes and, and there's some scripture in there. And in Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve. And here's the reason. Because she was the mother of all living. And she was the mother of all living. She was the one that brought life into this world. Of course, by the power of God. But she was the mother of all living. You know, moms, you bring life into this world. Can you, can you believe that? That you bring life. You can watch the Grammys. You can watch the Emmys. You can watch all these award shows. But nothing greater than you as a mom bringing life into this world. That is an award in itself. And you've been, you've been given that special gift. We want to learn from you moms how we can be better people. You know, one of the things that we can learn from moms and you, especially as moms, you can, you can understand this and remember this and, and take to heart in this. Not just moms, but all of us. And you can write this in if you're taking notes. Know that you represent, know that God uses my life to represent him. That's something that we got to understand. That's something that we should know. Know that, that God uses our lives to represent him. You see, moms, when, when people look at you and they see how you are with your children, how you are with, with raising them up, it should remind them of God. Because God uses you to raise up children or to bring children into this world. He gives you that special ability. As believers, as moms... We all have been given the wonderful re responsibility of representing God. The question is, do we represent God well? Are we representing Him well in our God-given roles? As believers, as people, as moms. And think about it. Do you represent God the same here at church than you represent Him uh, at work? Is it the same or is it different? Is it the same here 
than it is at home? Or is it different? What about in school? Do we represent God well in school? Do we represent God with our family? Do we represent God uh, elsewhere, wherever we go, wherever we go shopping? Do we represent God well? God uses us to represent Him. And the question is, do we represent Him well? Now, I know as, as, as growing up in the church, or for myself, when I, at age 19, coming to know God, it was a difficult thing to just switch one day all my, all my habits and behavior patterns, especially if it's been ingrained in me. Now, I know for moms, that's a difficult thing too. And one of the things that moms have is that kind of uh, corrective ability with their kids, even in church. And moms are pros at this. I watch them. You guys are unbelievable when you correct kids in church. You know, you could be at home and, and your kids are misbehaving and you say, hey, knock that off or behave or whatever it is. And, or you give them a spanking. Hey, you better listen to mommy or you're going to get grounded or I'm going to take that away. You better listen to your mom. Whatever the case may be. I don't know how it is at home. I'm sure it's a little louder than that. I don't know. But you're pros at church in public uh, when people are around. And kids know. They try their very best. They try to like, uh, like take advantage of the situation. Like, oh, there's people around, so my mom's not going to scold me. And, and I, I've seen some moms, like they'll be in church and they're, you know, eating breakfast with the kids. And, and the kids will be making, you know, trouble and fighting or things. And mom would say, hey, behave. Behave. It's a church mom's voice. Behave now. Behave. You want to you wanna go to the pastor? I will bring the pastor. <laughs> and they have that, just that demeanor about them. And, and, and if the kids aren't behaving, uh, one thing you don't want to do, and if you, you have kids here right now, kids, watch out for this one. It's the, it's the nice voice, but with the, with the head tilt and the, with the big eyes. You, know, you got to watch out for that because, because when they do that, you're, you're in trouble. And once they say, no, mommy said no. You see the head tilt and the nod and the big eyes? You don't want that. That's not what you want. And, and I know you understand what I'm talking about. And kids, you feel that fear. Because you know what she's saying. She's saying, when we get home, you're going to get dirty lickings. <laughs> yeah. But you're pros at that. Moms can do that well. And you know, that's, that's kind of like, like that representative power of God. You still have that ability in the nicest way possible to spark fear in people. I don't know what it is. You just, you just have that gift. But God gives you that kind of authority. He gives it to you. And he says, this is the authority I want to give to you so that you represent me well. So that in everything you do, you build up, you don't tear down. That you encourage, you don't discourage. That you, that you spark life, not drain it. In the Bible, in Ephesians 6.20, Paul the apostle is saying, I am in chains now because he was in prison. And he said, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. And then he says this, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Now, some of you moms feel like that, like you're in chains like you don't have a dream for yourself because you're locked up with children. Not in a bad way, kids. Don't think like, oh, wow, wow, you feel like that. Oh, a terrible thing to you. No, no, no. It's sometimes moms feel like they have to put their dreams on, on the side. And do you know moms sacrifice that as a result of raising up children? They put that on the side. But listen, moms, your dreams are not dead. 
because maybe some things have shifted in your life. They're not dead. Sometimes it's put on hold. Sometimes it's being, being kind of molded and shaped. Maybe God is doing something that you don't even see yet, but you still have that dream on the inside. Pursue those things because God put them there. You have dreams. And when you follow God's way and, and how God lined up his plans for you, you will accomplish your dreams. It may not be in this season, but that dream will never die. It'll always be there because God put it there. Some of you, as moms, you understand that you're the ones that can represent God's love in your family, with your children. That it's an unconditional kind of love. That he's given you the kind of authority that only he can give. And God says, this, this authority that I'm giving to you, it's a powerful kind of authority. But it's to steward well. It's to steward to, to do good and not evil. It's to use your authority to raise up and not tear down. And then number two, if you're taking notes, steward, steward God's authority well. That authority that he's given to you. And for all of us, we can learn this, to steward my authority well. In whatever role you play, you could be a boss, you could be uh, uh, an overseer of some sort, you could be someone serving in the community. As a parent in general, steward this authority well. God gave it to us. You can use your authority to control others, or you can use your authority to release dreams in other people and encourage them and raise them up in the ways of God. When I was a, a, a teenager, my mom asked me, she said, well, what do you want to do? Like, what, what do you want to do, you know, for the future? And, and what do you see yourself becoming? And I said, well, I don't know. I love to draw. I love doing that. And she goes, well, what do you want to pursue? Like, what are some things you want to do? I said, I don't know. She goes, you should, you should be like an actor. You're good at that. <laughs> oh, what do you mean, mom? She goes, you're, you're very good at acting. And I thought, well, she's on to me. She knows something. And, and I said, well, I don't know. What should I do? And we were, we were on Oahu, and we didn't have a car. So she said, well, let's, let's go and let's go search. And I said, okay. And, and then uh, we went to town. And, and I remember this day so well because this was the longest day that I've ever spent with my mom. From morning till like evening. And she took me all over the place. She, I, don't, I don't know where we were going. She was just taking me to different places. We would walk in and she said, okay, my son wants to be an actor. What do you have? And I'm like, well, what are we doing here? And then they would ask, uh, does he have a portfolio? And she said, no. What is that? And so they explained what a portfolio is. And I said, I don't have anything like that. And then, they, and then she said this, do you have any modeling pictures? <laughs> no. I, I don't have that. And she said, well, it, it would be good to have this portfolio with pictures of you and smiling and, and so we can see your profile and all of that. And I said, mom, I don't want to do this. And she goes, no, let's go. Let's go look for modeling agencies. You got to be kidding, mom. Come on. I mean, I'm Filipino, so it was in there somewhere. It was, you know, it was in there. And, I, and I, so we did. I mean, all over the place. And then, and then it came, this is what it came down to. I mean, we went place after place after place, only to come to the, it was the last resort. And they said, you know what you can do? You know what you'd be good at? You could be, you could be someone who welcomes tourists. I said, what do you mean? They go, yeah, when they come off the airplane, you would give them a lay and say, welcome to Hawaii. <laughs> 
I said, Mom, I don't want to do that, Mom. Come on. So I worked at Payless. That was, that's what it came down to. I had to get a job. But also my mom continued on. When I started to graduate, she kept encouraging me to pursue art. And she even kind of lined that all up to go to college and, and go to art school. Well, along the way, because I had my son at an early age, I was 15 years old, I had, I had a decision to make. Was I going to pursue that route that my mom wanted me to go to college, or was I going to, was I going to parent my child? And it was a very difficult decision. And when I told my mom that I wasn't going to college, it broke her heart. It just broke her. And so at that point, I moved away and, and came up here to the Big Island. And then I continued on to do my very best to pursue art at that, same, at that time. Did my very best to try and parent at that time. And still, still kept in touch with my mom. But as time went on, and now where I am today, I thought everything that my mom tried to help me with, I do today. Everything. Even acting. I still do that same thing. And I thought, you know, moms, even though your kids may not do what you want them to do, they still end up the place that you kind of wanted them to be. But even better, they end up in the places where God planned for them. And you had something to do with that. And I'm so thankful that my mom put those seeds in there that she helped me along the way. See, the authority that you have, moms, is so powerful that you give life. You speak it into your children. Steward God's authority well in whatever role you play, even if you're not a mom, because we can learn this from moms, that we can steward this authority well. 2 Corinthians 13.10 Paul says, I am writing this to you before I come. And Paul was one of the apostles that met Christ after Christ was raised from the grave. And he had a vision. He saw Christ. And Paul was changed. And he he continues. He said, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. It actually sounds like a mom. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm writing. I'm letting you know before you get lickens. Because I don't want to give you lickens. For I want to use the authority that the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. You know that word strengthen means the act of one who promotes another's growth in Christian wisdom, piety, happiness, and holiness. That's what a mom does. That's what we do who has, for those who have this authority. We strengthen other people. The authority given to us, the authority given to mothers has God's stamp of approval on it. So listen, don't be ashamed of this authority that God has given to you. Use it wisely. Use it to raise up, not tear down. But don't be afraid of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed as a mother. Some of you, and and I've experienced this because, again, we were teenagers. We didn't know the Lord. We didn't know uh, His blessing. We didn't know about those things. We didn't didn't know what what was of God or not. We didn't know these things. But because I grew up in that, in that situation with, with having a child early on, I understand what it can feel like. 
that maybe you're at that place right now and, and maybe you're not married and you, you had your child or you're having a baby and you can almost feel condemned. Now I'm going to say this with, and to be very cautious, but I'll explain it. Pregnancy is not a sin. And sometimes you feel because you're pregnant and it was out of wedlock, you feel like you cannot, that God doesn't love you anymore. That you didn't do it his way. Pregnancy is not a sin. Fornication is. And that's sex outside of marriage. And sometimes we will look at somebody who is having a child and they're not wed and we kind of condemn them. But because they're pregnant doesn't mean that that's the sin. And we may treat them like that. But for those who may not have a, you know, they're, they're not pregnant but living in fornication, nobody knows. But for some reason we feel like those that are pregnant outside of wedlock, we condemn them because they're pregnant. Now what I'm saying is not either or, it's let's get back to the love of God. Let's get back to the, the, the kind of love that God has. Not that we condone sin or that we promote it, but that we all fall short of the glory of God. That even though we have to make tough decisions, for those that are in that situation right now and you're dealing with that and you're saying, boy, you know, God's speaking to me and I don't know where I fall in this. I, just get back to the cross of Christ. Get back to the heart of God. And if there are things that we are all doing that are not right with God, just get back to the cross. Because you'll feel like you're being judged. Don't be ashamed of this authority that God gave. 2 Corinthians 10.8 It says, For even if I boast somewhat freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than pulling you down, I will not be ashamed of it. That's the kind of authority that God gives to us. And if you're one who has this kind of authority, especially as a mom, you shouldn't be ashamed of it. Use it for building others up, not for tearing down. God wants us to steward what he's given to us. Remember in the book of Matthew, and if you want to read it later, it's in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. That Jesus gives a story about the talents. The one talent, the two talent, and the five talents. And the owner gives them, his, his servants, these talents. And he says, steward this well. I'm going to leave town. And then I'll be back. The person with the one talent buried it. The one with the two talent invested it. The one with the five talent invested it. And, and then the, the master comes back and he says, well, what did you do with the talents? Well, the one with the two said, well, I've invested it. I, this is what I've done with it. And so I have two more. So from two, he got four. And, and the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. Because you were faithful with little, you will now be ruler of more. Well done. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And he said the same thing with the one who had five talents. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You're in charge of a little. You're faithful. Now I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. But the one with the one talent said, you know, I knew you was a hard master. So I took the talent and I hid it and I buried it. Here's your talent. Here's your one talent. And the master actually said, you evil, wicked servant. 
If you knew to me to be a wicked master or, or a, a, a hard master, then at least you should have thrown my talent into a bank and it could have made interest. But because you didn't, you're done. And I thought, you know, God has given us choices. But God has given to each person according to their ability, the Bible says, a measure of talent. He may give you one talent. He may give you five. He may give you little. He may give you much. But we are not to look at somebody else and say, I wish I had that. I wish I had this. God gave you what you gave you. Why? Because that's according to your ability. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it. You may think, well, I only have one talent. Then use that talent to the best of your ability. God gave that to you. Because he knows that you can steward that talent well. You might say, well, I've already blown it with stewarding my authority. I've already blown it with this one talent God gave to me. We blow it not because we mean to, but because we're human. We make mistakes. We sometimes uh, forget to follow God and we make our own decisions. But here's something that we can learn in the last thing. And God gives us this kind of authority so that we can be the best person that God made me to be. Be the best person that God made you to be. You know, the, the talents, the owner gave each according to his own ability. God has given all of us a certain kind of measure of life according to our ability. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are like those three judges in a singing contest. You know, you'll you live your life and, and you, you'll say, well, I'm not that talented or, or you have some talents. And not talking about performance kind of talent, but abilities. Things that God has given to us in our lives. And we can feel like, boy, I live my life. It feels like people judge me according to my performance, how well I do. But God does something greater than that. And the difference is with, with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in being like these judges is that they've applauded you and I long before our performance. It's kind of like you walk out on stage and, and, you know, if you watch like American Idol or The Voice or these shows, you know, ABDC with the America's Best Dance Crew or, or uh, shows that have judges, you know, they have it on the Cooking Channel, you know, Chopped and all these uh, different shows that they have judges. You can actually feel like when you get there and you've done your performance, that they'll start critiquing you on everything. And sometimes even as moms, you feel like that, that people will critique you on everything, from the way you dress to your hairstyle to uh, what kind of shoes you're going to buy or, or purse or even makeup that you use. You're going to be judged on that. Or how you raise your kids, that people are going to judge you on that. And it can almost seem like there's a panel of judges that when you're doing what you do, that they'll, they'll say things about you. Well, you know what you should be doing is this. Or, I ah, use a little off pitch on that one. Use uh, a little uh, too, too noisy on this one. And it can almost seem like that. But this is what God does. Before you perform, before you even made mistakes, before all of us even, even breathe our first breath, before you even came out on stage, when God thought about you on his panel it's God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit before you were even born the moment he thought you up they all stood and applauded you that's what they did that's what they did 
In other words, before you performed as a human being, God says, you win. You're the best. Moms, because it's Mother's Day and we're honoring you today, you know, you're going to get a gift. You're going to get pampered out there. You're going to get a, a, a wonderful breakfast. And sometimes you may feel like, boy, I wish I had that every day. Know that God applauds you every single day, every single moment. He sings over you when you're sleeping. How many of us husbands do that? Maybe the wives don't want us to. <laughs> Honey, shut up already. <laughs> but I love you. I love you. But you're going to get pampered out there. You're going to get a wonderful breakfast. Some of the women said, so long you have bacon, I'm good. <laughs> but moms, we just want to do that just now as an extension of God's applaud to you. We want to applaud you. If you're a mom today, I don't want to embarrass you. Don't be ashamed of it. Could you stand this morning and, and the rest of us, can we just applaud the moms? Go ahead, moms. Can you stand this morning? We just want to applaud you. We want to partner up with what God is already doing right now. Come on, guys. We can do better than that. These are moms. <laughs> we applaud you all. You may be seated. You may be seated. Now, take note of these moms, okay? Because at the end of service, we're going to pray for them. Psalm 139, verse 14, it says this. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My soul knows very well. Mothers are wonderful works. Your soul knows it well. And if there's one thing that your soul knows, it's how great you are. You represent God in every way, moms. God put his stamp, his authoritative stamp and seal of approval on you. But it comes with that kind of authority to build up. So be the best mom that you can be. For all of us, we can learn from moms. Be the best that we can be in God. When the Bible talks about the talents, I thought, you know, Jesus, you were giving us a way to do well with you. And you may be here this morning thinking, well, I don't know how to do well when it comes to the things of God. Just line up your life. You know, we can be going astray, but just come back, come back, and, and keep adjusting life. Come back to Jesus. Because Jesus understands how, he's, how, how God wired us up as people, and especially as moms. Mom, you have been faithful. Faithful with many things. Many times without even a single thank you. Or extra pay. Or even a bonus. And maybe you're living life and you're thinking, boy, I, I, sometimes I don't even get help. But you've been so incredibly faithful. Even when your kids are sick and you're sick, you still serve well. Even though you're tired, even though you go through what you go through, you're still faithful. And even though your kids give you a hard time, you're still faithful. 
And that's why moms rule. Amen? And close your Bibles and put away your notes. Again, after service, you're going to have a wonderful time. And enjoy this day. Kids, if you're here with your moms, um, Mother's Day are a good reminder of what we should be doing every day. Now, I fall short of that too. Because moms are so great, how much can you do for that kind of greatness? I called my mom yesterday, and I, you know, just wished her an early happy Mother's Day. And, and so we were talking, and I said, and we were talking story about the things we would do, and, and, uh, and, and growing up, and, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, the old days together. And, and I, I talked to her about, you know, her smoking cigarettes, and, Mom, we used to put the poppers in your cigarette and all that kind of stuff. And she goes, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And I remember us, you know, praying that, Mom, you got to stop smoking and, and things like that. And, and while we're in this conversation, she says, oh, I want to tell you something. I said, yeah, what's up? She goes, I quit smoking. I said, really? And she goes, yeah. And I said, what do you mean you quit? She goes, yeah, I just, I didn't desire it anymore. And I said, Mom, that's, that's incredible. And in my heart, I was saying, you know how many years as her kids, we were praying for that. And she's 63 years old. And maybe it takes that long sometimes. Don't ever giving up praying for your moms. And when I hung up the phone, man, I, I was just in awe that at 63 years old, my mom, and we were all grown up, is still making decisions that inspire me. And to me, because of your inspiration, even more, that's why moms rule. It never dies. You continue to carry that authority. Steward it well. Let God use you in mighty ways because he already has. It's another lap this year, and I know you'll run. You'll survive, but God's grace will be with you. His strength will be with you. For the moms that did stand up, we're going to pray. And if you're around these moms, especially if your children are with you, and, and I know we're sitting in rows, but just kind of lean into your mom or grab her hand. Um, you might be around the mom who stood up. Just maybe put your hand on her. And I'm just going to pray for all the moms today. And, and join me in this prayer. But would we bow our heads today? We're going to pray. We're going to pray for all of us, but especially for the moms. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for all these moms here represented today. Thank you for using them in, in, in such a mighty way. The kind of way that, that inspires the entire world. I pray your grace, your peace, your strength in them. And that the wisdom that you give to them is the kind of wisdom that is, is used to make this world a better place. That's the value of Ohana. That we have moms that, that give sacrificially. And if there are moms here this morning that have never heard a thank you, I pray that as the family is gathered around right now, that they would, they would be those people that extend that thank you for all the things that nobody sees. And Lord, if they're amiss today, that no one says thank you. 
can they receive a thank you from you. And on behalf of the spirit of the living God, to all you mothers, God would say thank you for being faithful. Well done, good and faithful mom. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this day that we can all learn from our moms. We can all learn from moms across the world that we can become better people because of what we can learn from them. It's a wonderful day. You've created it and you've given us a wonderful gift in moms. May we be people who steward this authority well, who understand that we represent you and that we would be the kinds of people that build others up because of who you are. Thank you for allowing us to be the best that we can be. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen.